Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Oh, there you go. You got it, Holly. You got it. It's it's Holly Richardson. I'm the editor of Utah Policy and newish on the radio, so it's taking me just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm joined with Ethan Millard, and we are going to talk a little bit about some of the people we lost this weekend. Yeah, it was a rough weekend for, um, you know, for the people that we love. Obviously, we, we lose... We're losing celebrities all the time, but sometimes they really hit home. And we lost Larry King and Hank Aaron, who are legit legends. They are. And that was a bummer to see. Larry King is one of those guys that he's always been alive and you just figured he'd always be alive. You know, he's like, I know. When was there a time when we didn't <laughs> have Larry King? Forever. I don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So he um, he passed away over the weekend. He he may be in Utah is remembered for his interview with Gordon B. Hinckley on being Mormon. That was a that was an interview that President Hinckley did. That was um, it was new for presidents of the church to sit down and do an interview like that. It's hard to be a Mormon, isn't it? No, it's wonderful. Not hard. No, no, it's just wonderful. It's demanding. Great expectations. I should say so. But it's wonderful. Wonderful to resist the temptations of life? Oh, you don't go around resisting. You just develop a positive outlook and walk (laughs) forward with faith. You know, uh, that was startling to hear those two voices. And I knew it was coming, but I I hadn't heard either of those voices really in some time. And all of a sudden, boom, they were there. And I was transported back to the 90s. So startling to hear that. Um, one of the things, one of the things about Larry King that I think is so great is that he actually, he, he really talked to journalists about listening more, talking less, right? I mean, I think that's a lesson that everybody can use, maybe especially politicians, but, but, but really how to listen. And um, he he also got to banter with his guests and had some fun. Um, he had some fun with Jerry Seinfeld too when they were talking about his show, Jerry's show. Lasted how long? Nine years. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression that I I got canceled? Have I hurt you, Jerry? I thought that was pretty well documented. Is this still CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. (laughs) But... Yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do all, you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. That's funny. That was a little bit of a takedown for Seinfeld there. I know. I know. You, Don't you know who I am? <laughs> my my uh, my favorite all-time Larry King moment, though, 
was scripted. Oh, yeah. My favorite all-time Larry King move, moment goes all the way back to my childhood when he was on Ghostbusters. And he was interviewing the Ghostbusters, and he said, uh, you know, how's Elvis, and have you seen him lately? And I don't know why, as a kid, I love that so much. Maybe because, you know, you're you're in that period of life where you're starting to kind of learn things and know things, you know? Yeah. And, and then when someone, when an adult makes a joke, and you get it. You got the joke. Yeah. That's a big deal. And that was one of the jokes, and I got it. And it was like yeah. on the news set, and he delivered a joke, and it... It didn't fly over my head. It hit me square in the forehead. And uh, anyway, that was a really fun moment for me. Yeah, Larry. Larry had a he had a Utah connection for a little while. He was married to um, a Utahn. That's right. Uh, for what 10, 12 years looks like. Yeah. No, longer than that actually. Twenty years. Yeah. They were married for more than twenty years. I always um, wondered how much time he boys. spent in Utah. If he ever spent any time at all. You know, because he really, I mean, he would have just had in-laws here. And uh, Every once in a while, I've run into celebrities at eateries around the state, but I never ran into Larry King. So. Yeah, we're getting them now. We're getting a lot of celebrities now. Yeah. But, well, you know, I always yeah. wondered that with the time when he was married to, to her, if he ever came and visited yeah. his in-laws. Something yeah, tells me not more than maybe once or twice. <laughs> I don't know that. Well, up in Park City, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe he could have had a person... house up there. Yeah. The other person who passed away was Hank Aaron, and I am not really a sports aficionado at all, but I know uh, the name of Hank Aaron. He was 86. He was um, a Hall of Famer's Hall of Famer. Yeah. So he was, um, in fact, I, I saw an article about him that called him the most consistent um, sports hero, right? He just was consistently um performed for years. He has yeah. 755 home runs, the most held by a major leaguer. Um, he knocked in the most runs. He had the most total bases and extra base hits. He was second in at-bats, um, tied with Babe Ruth in runs, third in hits, and games played, and the only player to hit at least 30 homers in 15 seasons and at least 20 homers in 20 seasons. So just very, very consistent. But but Hank Aaron was also a black player, and he got a lot of hate mail. And Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did. And, and one of the things that he, he made a comment about it said that he it just helped remind him why he was out there and why he was playing. Yeah. Well, and uh, and you got to admire those guys who stuck with the game, even though, yeah. you know, people threatened his life. And, and yeah. you had to take that seriously. I mean, yeah. he was... This was a time when um, a lot of black people were killed and their killers were never yeah. prosecuted. Uh, yeah. Even some sh very shocking, shocking crimes are still talked about today. The perpetrators yeah. walk free. So, yeah. you know, he had every reason to be concerned, but he stayed out there. He stayed out in front. He did what he loved and uh, he gets all the credit yeah. in the world. We've got to grab he, a he uh, almost 3000 letters a day. Oh he had my. to hire somebody just to read his mail. He should hire the lieutenant governor. She's getting into that. I now know, right? What <laughs> mail opening. Uh, all right. We've got to grab a quick. Sorry. Go, oh, I'm, uh, I thought that was you, Holly, but it was the board up whispering in my ear. I was going to just pause <laughs> for you. Uh, so we've got to grab a quick uh, news traffic and weather break. But when we come back, 
We're going to talk about Senator Mitt Romney. Senator Mitt Romney's poll numbers here in Utah seem to be slipping a little bit. Is that the case with you? Do you think he's being treated unfairly? Drop us a line, 575-00. We would love to hear from you. Uh, that is the Community Credit Union text line, 575-00. Uh, drop us a line. Do you think he's being poorly treated? Or do you support the senator and what he's trying to do? We're going to talk through, try and figure out how we reconcile who the senator is with the state he represents and the way people are feeling about him. That's all up next on Live Mike. I'm Ethan Millard here with Holly Richardson. We'll see you on the other side. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.